What up, y'all? It's Brendan Witted, your host for Blow the Whistle, the sports podcast on the That's Black Male podcast network. As always, I'm joined by Carrington Howard. We ask that on whatever platform you listen, please rate, review, and subscribe. Without further ado, let's get to it. Hey man, as always, <laughs> you was definitely doing it's the good to it's, it's, it's good to get with you as always, my brother. Uh, game one is in the books. We have Miami <laughs> and the Lakers on this <laughs> in this matchup. How you doing, boy? Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm all good. I'm all good. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm definitely uh definitely enthralled right now. You know, any other any other year, uh, I would be booking my tickets to LA for the parade because uh, at this point we all know what it is. Okay. <clears throat> it was a, uh, it was a cute little run Miami. All right. You know, we proud of you back home. That is, it's real, it's real nice. You know, put up, put up a good fight, good try, good effort. Um, but it, it's a wrap. Okay. It's rap like Chipotle, you know what I'm saying? So let's uh let's go ahead, get the proceedings proceeding this evening. No reason to stand in the ceremony, Mr. At Wayne. All. Mr. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Before I get before we get too far into the NBA giant, um, we'd like to do a segment here called What You Want. It's a opportunity for us to talk about, you know, just kind of other art that we're consuming, other content, stuff we might be reading, uh, stuff like that. And um, I'll, I'll let you start, Carrington, because uh, we're in week for sure. month seven of quarantine or whatever it is. So I know folks is probably oh my God. all the stuff in their queue that they were supposed, oh, to, man. supposed to do. Ran, run it dry. Um, for sure. I'm definitely with them. Um, actually, something fresh or, uh, you know, different that I did uh, recently was read a newspaper, like an actual hard copy newspaper. I just happened to. It was it like DeLorean? Is that where you got right. it? <laughs> <laughs> where you, you know got it from, Mikey? Yeah, yeah, I'll put it out of the time chamber. Um, but no, my I was at my folks' crib and I guess they, you know, still like subscribe to get it and dropped off. So I just swiped that bad boy. Um, and as as nice as it was, like kind of this antiquated romantic feeling, you know, to you know, have the have the paper filtering through my fingers, flipping the pages, you know, that it was, it was nice. Okay. It appealed to the senses, but no mas, no mas. Were the um, hyperlinks not working? Is that what it was? No, you know what I'm saying? So I kept clicking, I kept clicking and nothing was popping up. I don't know. Maybe I had the pop-up blocker on. I didn't check, but, um, you know, I, my heart goes out to the print industry, you know, I know it's a kind of a dying, a dying arena. Um, to quote my man Owen Wilson, wedding crashes, you know, we lost a lot of good men out there. Uh, so, you know, I, I really, I feel for them. Uh, but, you know, I, I kind of, I can see why, at least in terms of like the newspaper, why we made that shift because that shit is cumbersome, man. Like, and I always thought that from jump. That's why I was never really like a pastime of mine to to sit there and read the newspaper. Like I, I have to unfold and, and sort eighty different compartments to this. Like, my man, why why is this why is this a puzzle? Like, and then so I start 
I start on one page and then I have to do a quantum leap like 18 pages down and I got to separate those and unfold those hot dog and hamburger style. Like, what are we doing here? What are you doing? This is also an, an exercise physically as well as mentally. It's, it's a bit much. So it was nice to kind of dip my toes back in it, but I won't be swimming in that pool anytime soon. That's real. Is there anything you watching or anything like that? Oh yeah. Plenty. Um, what did I just, I just started, um, Fargo, the new oh, season of Fargo. Yes, yes. Um, and I didn't, so it's probably been, I guess like two or three years. Cause they had like a little layoff between the last season and this one, but I didn't watch, uh, the third installment. Cause it was just like, you and McGregor was doing two characters and one, you and McGregor is enough for me. So I didn't, didn't dabble in that, but I, I definitely dug the first two. Uh, so now they got Chris Rock in there. Um, so definitely. Have how, to how you feel, like, how you feel about Chris Rock in a, in a, in a, um, a dramatic like a drama? He's not, yeah. He's not really like funny. And there are some funny points in the, in the mm -hmm. show, but he's not, he's not a funny dude. No, it's not comedic. You know, what's funny. <laughs> Pun intended, I guess. Um, I actually like him more in dramatic roles than I do in comedic ones. Like, don't get me wrong, bro is, you know, in the conversation, the go conversation when it comes to stand up comedy. But in actual like dramatized, like movies, where he's, you know, it's a comic, comedic movie. Um, I don't know, something is always off about it. Like, I don't know if he's telegraphing it or what, but maybe it's the movies themselves. Who knows? But when he's in a more serious, dramatic role, always, I always love it. So I think he's going to uh, handle his business in this. Um, I, I like part of that concept. Like, so it's really not a spoiler or anything, uh, but premise in the first episode, at least they're like, you know, competing factions, you know, Irish, Italian, black. And when they come to like an agreement or a, you know, kind of a, a treaty, uh, part of it is to exchange one son or one child. I think it's always a son, but uh, one son for another. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting concept and the dynamic that creates. Uh, but I'm gonna have to see. I'll have to see where it goes. The person who actually concerns me is Jason Schwartzman. Um, mm, yeah, him in a dramatic role, I'm more concerned about than Chris Rock. So we'll see how that goes. But it's got potential. That's real. Uh, I just started that like yesterday myself. Um, they yeah. came out with two episodes. So go watch those. Um, I, I was thinking along your same lines. I wanted to shout out a book because you know we be reading and stuff. <laughs> Um, Wait a minute, Silas. Can you read? <laughs> I will also shout out Crystal Grant, friend of the show. Uh, she's the one that that put me on this joint. Uh, Whatever doesn't kill you makes you blacker. Uh, a memoir and essays by Damon Young. He's one of the um, mm. very smart brothers. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's just a really cool like like as mentioned in the title. It's a collection of essays just throughout his life, and it's really kind of just a it's a pretty easy read. Um, you know, he talked about being, you know, being a black guy, but, uh, just, it's not like heavy, 
you know, even though there are some heavy topics in there, he, he, he's able to, to articulate them in a light and interesting and fun way so that you don't feel like you're just like living through the dredges of someone's life. Uh, and right. then um, the other one is, and I revisited this because I, I, it's on Amazon, is Troop Zero with Viola Davis. She's a camp, not camp, she's a Girl Scout troop leader mm-hmm. in 1977, <laughs> Georgia, rural Georgia. So oh. it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, it's kind of all over the place a little bit uh, because it's a lot, yeah, a lot of kid acting. They did a really good job. The kids did a really good job in it, but uh, Davis okay. kind of holds it down for me. This, she's the reason that I, that I selected it. And it's, um, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's heartfelt. It's funny. And uh, okay. it's, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just a good time. It's just, if you're looking for like a movie, just like a, you know, a cool movie you can pull up on. Uh, it's like I mentioned, it's a little bit different, but, it's not yeah. it's not super heavy even though it's you know obviously it's rural georgia in in the so, 70s so there's gonna be some themes yeah there's yeah. gonna be there's gonna be some stuff going on there but yeah. um it's mixy but, so there's a lot of stuff going on in this la miami series uh yeah the the you know i'm not gonna spend we're not gonna spend too much time on game one since you know it's been 24 hours now uh, pretty much since since they finished, but I did want to get kind of what you were what you were thinking about when you when you saw the game. It was kind of a a weird game, um, and just kind of what you thought, particularly as a Lakers fan. Man, you know, you just first of all just gratified uh, with the win. Um, just glad to get that one in the books, uh, especially running away with it, um, and then going. F- just going forward, based off what you saw in that first game, um, you can really feel it good and encouraged um, because you took advantage of the facet and aspect that you really invested and focused on in the offseason, at least in my opinion. You know, once Anthony Davis was acquired, um, it was definitely definitely a priority to get other big men to spell him and play alongside him. Uh, so he didn't have to play so much five, but even in this modern NBA where a lot of teams go small and he could play to five, what having those other guys, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee allows you to do is just dominate inside defensively on the boards, on Offensive side and defensive side on the on the on the glass, crashing glass, and that's really where we just suffocated them. Like, if you can't finish the defensive possession by getting the board, or you can't, um, you know, get your own uh, when you're struggling shooting like Miami was, which is a characteristic for them. But at the same time, once Goran Dragic uh, went out the game, uh, that really kind of put a hitch in it because that's one less guy to penetrate to create offense and free other guys up for those uh long range shots so really at that point we just got to impose our will uh with size and i don't see that changing i don't see that changing going forward especially if bam um is hindered in any way and even with them miami hasn't really utilized a lot of depth throughout this postseason uh, especially at the big man. Like once he goes out, uh, they're usually going small uh, with Iggy, you know, or Jay Crowder uh, at the five or Solomon Hill. 
uh, sparingly. So without Bam, you know, at his full capacity, and uh, we just we're gonna play big boy bully ball. So you know, I'm seeing pretty. So that's that's the perspective as a Lakers fan. But as a general fan of the game, it's a little disappointing. I can't lie, um, just because looking at the Heat, you know, in those first three rounds, um, how they were playing. Uh, I was interested to see stylistically how this would go in the matchup, um, how that zone would play out because they employed that a lot. Uh, but now with, you know, Dragic out, uh, I don't know if Bam's going to play game two. I think, I think doubtful. I think they're both officially listed as doubtful right now. Bam, right, right. whatever this is worth, Bam said he's going to play. But again, you know, these are I can see it. not the only people that are making these sorts of decisions. Exactly, exactly. And if uh, – Jimmy, uh, he's going to play, but, you know, you roll an ankle like that, you know, there's no telling how, you know, the capacity that you're going to be at going forward. So, you know, it's a little little disappointing uh, as a fan generally, um, but... Who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say like I don't know. I mean, like I'm, you know, to, to be as okay, real, as possible, you know, like, what I'm I, you know, like that's kind of like, hey, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not glad that you're hurt. But now that you are hurt, I mean, if you play less or play poorly, I mean, that's better. <laughs> this is a zero sum sort of thing. We can, like, we can just get to uh, polishing the trophies right, a little exactly. sooner, my uh, guy. <laughs> I, I think I think you really hit it on on the the nail on the head when you talked about Dwight Howard and to a lesser extent McGee I, I don't know how much we'll, we'll see JaVale McGee we haven't seen a ton of him in the, in the last few games but mm-hmm. uh having him and AD uh and Braun right like like just having they they've led the playoffs so far in attempts at the rim and the percentages at the rim and in terms of shot percentage their efficiency at the rim and yeah, they were 11 to 17 in the first half from three. So no, that's probably not not ever going to happen again. Right. Uh, and and they they regressed a little bit to the mean when uh, later on in the game they lost they missed about 13 straight three pointers. They started to look a little bit more like themselves. But like if they hit you know if they're hitting that kind of percentage, you're not going to beat them anyway. But so that's not re- I don't think that's repeatable. Uh, but them being big is and like that's who they are. It's not just. Uh, oh, we did this one time. Like, no, this is this is who they shown themselves to be, even against the Nuggets, who employ you know Grant and Plumley and Jokovic, uh, Jokic. Like, this is who they are. They score at the rim, and LeBron it looked like he was really enjoying playing in the post. You don't get a lot of a little bit lower post, not just a high post position. Like, he was really taking his time, several dribbles in uh, to get to the cup. Because as you mentioned, once Bam and once Bam went out in the first half with those two fouls, which. I'm not pulling Bam with two fouls. I mean, that's just not going to happen in the first half. Like, he's going to have to use at least all three of them because no, those, Absolutely. those what was it, Jay Crowder and Derrick Jones Jr. minutes, like, nah, fam. <laughs> DJJ, dog, he's – that might have been the first time I saw him with my yeah. own eyes in this played, playoffs. He hasn't played in that. I don't remember him for any significant stretch in the Celtics series. Maybe you'd have to go back to the Milwaukee series at some point. He got a little bit more burn, but like, and that's super tough. Like that's like, to be fair, that's a really tough thing to go from zero to finals, important finals minutes. I'm not saying that he's not a professional and everything like that, but it's just hard to kind of get into the flow of the game because you have, you know, just like everybody else, they talk about shooters losing rhythm. Everyone loses rhythm. You start yanking around their minutes. 
Um, it was good to see none kind of play well if you're a Heat fan, like to just get buckets. Bro, but, yeah. but where – and I, I kept meaning to look into that, like, in the past couple rounds. But where has he been? Like, why? I mean, he's he's, he he's, he's he's pretty much only gotten garbage time minutes. He he had he tested positive for COVID, and I think that that kind of threw him off off his his thing. You, it's it's hard to say because I think Bam Adebayo had COVID at one point, mm-hmm. and you look at him, you're like, oh, he's fine. But we know enough about now the disease it affects people oh, for sure. Really differently. For and sure. I think that was part of the yeah. thing with Russell Westbrook. Like, p- part of it is that he had an injury, but part of it was also that during quarantine and then into the actual uh, bubble season, he was still trying to get over the effects of that and like trying to get his rhythm back and all that stuff. Cause that is a very real thing. And this is even independent of sports. I really need people to, you know, be cognizant and bear in mind COVID can affect you. Like when, when you see like, News, con- new press conferences or reports about COVID, and they really will only talk about like hospitalizations, deaths, and then kind of that's pretty much it, bro. It doesn't always end there. I think I was watching the news a couple days ago, and it was just focusing on a few women who, dang, I forget the terms they were using, but they're essentially like on their COVID survivors, but it was a different term that. Uh, really correlates or links to prolonged dealing with it for a prolonged uh, time period and, and you know being affected by it beyond just when you were receiving treatment and in the hospital like and, and in a, again it varies from person to person so just because somebody uh, had it and didn't die doesn't mean that they're like not affected and still like being victimized by the shit so no that's that's a good point these players come in and we like to assume or think you know just because they're playing this sport at the highest level that they're superhuman no bro like they can still be affected by this especially when it interrupts their like training or their season their practices like all these things they're used to they're built on routine right you know what I mean? So when that gets thrown off, it can really go to shit. I want to I wanna talk – I mean, I think we're both picking the Lakers in the series and then also in game two. Uh, mine is mostly based off of I don't think even if those guys play. Like, you know, Drogic has been their leading scorer in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Butler was the leading scorer versus Milwaukee. Van was their leading scorer versus uh, the Celtics. Like – so you can't – those are their three best guys. And so even if Absolutely. two of them play but are, are severely hampered, I mean, I don't, I don't know if as good as, as good as we've seen Tyler Hero be or as good as Nunn ha, you know, has been. He was a starter for that team for a really long time. Um, I, I just don't think that that's, that's enough without, your, without, you know, all three of those guys at full tilt was going to be hard enough. And I think the Lakers have the mentality of, Damn, they're not the Clippers, right? The Clippers, the, if, if you lost two of your guys, two of your top guys versus the Clippers, they would, they would let you hang around in, that, in those games and in those series. They, sh- they showed absolutely that in the Nuggets. They showed it even before that, but they, they just weren't mentally kind of built or maybe just hadn't had enough on-court time together. Court time, I don't know. Right. Something, 
But, but something, something was. They weren't there yet. They, they weren't. Were, like the way that the way yeah, that game there. seven fourth quarter went, I was like, whoa! Like y'all, this is. I mean, that's that's shit in the bed. Like that's that's all that was. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and I don't know if that's on court time together. They have nothing, nothing to do with everyone just deciding they weren't going to make in make a game of it. Um, it might be your coach's calling card for real, for real. <clears throat> Maybe. I mean, look, man. Maybe. I don't want to dig into you know Doc and his uh, his track record right now, but I'm, you know, there's a pattern here. Uh, but yeah, something along those lines, all that shit mixed in, y'all. Beyond just your abilities, physical abilities and capabilities, like something was not there and clicking. And the, the Lakers, Lakers that's the not an issue. That is that's the, not an issue. And the antithesis of that. But, but, but and that's experience. That's that's guys who've been there, done that. You've got what a handful of champions on that team, whereas the Clippers had, I think, zero. I mean, well, yeah, why? Yeah, and, yeah. Kawhi. I mean, and Doc, and Ty Lue. Like, I mean, they had well, guys. Yeah, those, but those two aren't court. playing. Granted, but like, you know, yeah. that's culture stuff. Like, that's what we're 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 largely talking about culture stuff, and like. Yeah, and, and yeah, that was the yeah but in terms of execution of an actual getting it done on the floor, they had no guys outside of Kawhi who have been there. Okay. As opposed to, you know, having Braun, uh, McGee, Danny Green, Rondo, Dwight. Like, you've got guys who've been to the mountaintop. So you don't have to worry about, like, that edge and that familiarity with the moment. Um so, yeah, there's not going to be a – I don't see a let-up. Like, maybe if two of those guys can come back and be themselves, maybe like game three or game four, kind of with their back against the wall, they'll squeak one out. But other than that, the Lakers, they, the blood is in the water. They smell it. It's kill time. I, I originally picked them at six. I'm I'm, I'm going to hold off picking them at five until I see – if, if anybody's going to come, we're still trying to figure that out, but it, it feels that way. It might be a little bit of a gentleman sweep, but I want to get, I want to take a look at it from this point of view. Cause I'm, I'm a Braun fan, but I'm not a Lakers or Miami heat fan. I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. So y'all can, I'll, I'll pause now so that the laughter can, can die down. <laughs> so sorry. I'll wait as long as we need to, as the <laughs> used to say when the, when it was getting a little rambunctious. There's laughs and then there's, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. This, and the sadness. I don't need your yeah, pity. Yeah. Right, poor, poor shot for your man. <laughs> but um, but think about it from that point of view, a small market team that, despite our ownership of the franchise, aren't able to land those sorts of free, big-time free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you're just kind of taking it, take a step back, those, team, those people that have no skin in the game, like aren't Bron fans or just NBA fans just watching the finals, I think you got to root for the Heat. Uh, and I say that now, no underdog shit. Like that doesn't that that doesn't matter unless you're betting, right? Um, I say it because I think it's easier to replicate what Miami has done if you're just random X Y Z team than mm-hmm. it is the Lakers. Like your team is not going to get LeBron and AD on it. Like if you're if you if you have the sound, not of, the way that they did. No, no, no. Right? No. They're just just free. Both technically were not free agents. LeBron was a yeah. free agent went. And then they traded assets, but that was largely due to AD deciding that he wanted to go there despite having right. a, a season or two left. Yeah. But your team is not that team. Like, yeah, there are a handful of teams that are like that where you'll just have – you can come together 
And yeah, it, they they are attractive enough of a location. One, there needs to you're not going to get this. You, if you're a Utah fan, nah, damn, no one's going to, no one is ever going to do that. You're never going to get a conglomerate right. of, of mercenary all stars like this. But if you're right. the Heat, a lot of those guys were drafted by the Heat. You got Tyrone here, uh, Tyrone, <laughs> Tyrone Hero. Well, actually, I mean, actually, I mean. <laughs> actually. Actually, actually, factually, Tyrone Hero is 100% what they call him. Uh, Tyrone Hero and then Duncan Robinson and Bam Adebayo, those guys are all draft picks and not even necessarily – we're not talking one, two, three draft picks. Like, these are guys that they drafted a little bit later. I think Adebayo is the highest around nine or something like that. um, I I think 13. Hero is 13th. Right, Hero is number 13. No, you're right. Somebody was like eight, eight or nine. Yeah. Bam was like eight or nine. But so, like, yeah. still, but still, reasonable, right? This is not like, yeah. hey, we're going to tank for five years and just acquire assets. Yeah, you no, ain't got to tank is, for that. They got huh. they got Jimmy Butler free agency. Okay, cool. Who oh, a lot of teams didn't even like pursue like that, which was right. Like, I mean, they he's were slipping. And, and, and if you're and if you're a and he is a star, I I would. This is maybe a, a self-designation. I would hesitate at superstar. I don't think he's a top five player in the league. I think he's a very nah. good player. I think he's all obviously, yeah. obviously an all-star. But like he's not that sort of like the 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 dynamics didn't shift in the way that when Kawhi left for the mm-hmm. Clippers, that that shifted. And so if you're a team, and I'm not saying it's easy because that is it is hard picking guys that are going to turn out to be something. But at mm-hmm. least your team, whoever is listening, your team has had those picks before. Like the Hornets right. have never even had a number one pick before, you know what I mean? So yeah. like we're not we're not going to be out here grabbing guys off the top of the pile like that um, in the draft, and we're also not a destination. But we can get enough guys like Miami has, and and and, and build it into something. So that's why I kind of feel do. like if you're just a random regular fan rooting for the Heat, makes a lot more sense. That is hell. Milwaukee's another example. Yeah, Giannis. Giannis was not a top five pick. And real and nobody else, you know, they've got a lot of uh, vets and guys acquired like free agency Middleton, and trades. I mean, but that's yeah. after, yeah. yeah, that's after they sh- showed themselves to be a competent franchise. You know, with very high aspirations, serious aspirations. So you can do it. Hell, OKC, OKC from really going all the way back uh, from to KD to now there's they haven't signed a f- big name free agent. You know, they traded for Paul George. You feel me? Like they traded for uh, Chris Paul yeah. shipping Russ out of there, but there's no big name free agent. Yeah. You know, yet they've remained in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Had deep runs. So it can be done. You know, just you have to have a front office who takes ego out of the equation. You know what I mean? And it's really about um, quality product on the court and has championship aspirations for real. It isn't just satisfied with, you know, filling the seats um, and being fun. You feel me? So, nah, it can be done. But if I'm the Hornets, I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, they've, they've done some good stuff lately. Hey, it's possible. We, we, got, we got a nice core. Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges. Like, hey. Hey, it's mm-hmm. okay. Hey, look, maybe this you is. You got this no Trey Young, though. No. You ain't maybe. got no Trey. No ice tray. All right. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. That's okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's that's fine. But I mean, 
that didn't get them super far this year. But I mean, okay. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. I mean, like that was that was a weird flex, but all right, bro. Um, <laughs> I I, I want to switch it up because I you know NBA we could talk NBA all day, but uh, you, when we were talking about kind of putting the show together, you were talking about NFL and and the women in NFL. So I kind of wanted to give you a little bit of the floor to 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 ISO out and and, and do your thing, Paul Pierce. Oh. <laughs> Well, I don't have a wheelchair, but um, sneaky athletic, by the way, sneak <laughs> sneaky athletic list. I'm bringing, I'm oh, taking, yeah, that, I'm taking that, I'm taking that phrase he's, back from white people. The, <laughs> <laughs> it applies to us. We are not a monolith. We are not, not a all, monolith. Not all of us are athletic. Athletic. Okay. Jamal Murray, sneaky athletic. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, uh, you know, kind of big landmark or you know milestone uh, for the NFL. Um, this week on Sunday, um, in one game, you had uh, kind of three representatives, all women. Uh, Sarah Thomas as one of the officials, uh, Callie Bronson, uh, Brown's chief of staff uh, on their sideline, and Jennifer King uh, from the Washington football team also on their sideline. So the first time in history you had a woman official and a woman on either sideline uh, for either team uh, during the game. So just a, a major, major mark um, and stitch there for uh, really the diversity uh, initiative for the league, um, trying to you know have more representation uh, in the sport and in the league on the field and the offices. They have a lot of work to do, though. Right. I want to be clear, you know, let's not. Uh, celebrate and pat them on the back uh, summarily. But, you know, that that is something because representation is really key um, in this scenario because this is, you know, something that you can see on the field for young girls who, without this, think they, they just see a bunch of men. So they may just, without any kind of push or outside influence, just think, well, that's not an arena for me. That's for men and men only. So that's really not even something I should think about. But when they see a woman on either sideline, a woman making the calls, like, which is something in and of itself because she has a hand. I'm not going to say she controls the game, but she has some control in the game and, and the flow of it, how it progresses, some authority. So that that's eye-opening you know and there's you can't really dismiss it or, or have this mentality that i was that's not even crucial like as if young girls aren't watching like by the nfl's own account i say 47 percent of their fan base is women <clears throat> so you and i both know plenty of uh, women nfl fans and i'm not talking just all their casuals, you know, just watching, you know, with their man or something like that. No, like, yeah. know the players, know the history of their I, particular I franchise, the league in general. Prevalent than NBA, like. Oh, uh, definitely, women definitely, women NBA. definitely. Like, um, I, I don't. There are yeah. very few women, and maybe this is a southern thing. I don't know that don't oh, for watch sure. football. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm actually pretty surprised when I when I run across a woman that doesn't. No, you can assume, that, especially for us being from the South, like if you meet, interact with a woman from the South and 
<laughs> it's funny how it goes. If you just ask, you know, do you like sports or what's your favorite sport? I'm assuming it's football. And also, you can damn near bet that their response is going to be, especially, like, if you bring up basketball first, like, just ask them, oh, you watch basketball? No, not really. And it could stop there. It could just stop there. But for whatever reason, I don't know why, maybe they could answer. <laughs> the next step is, if of course, it's to, I'm more of a football girl. I mean, thumbs up. That's cool. But I didn't, I didn't ask you about football. I just asked you one direct, straightforward question yeah, about basketball. Because football fans, right, right, right. I'm like, yo, it's not a competition. It just, <laughs> like, baby girl, baby girl, it's not. They're not mutually exclusive. Like, you can do both. Get your woman that can do both. Like, <laughs> you, you can appreciate basketball and football. But I, I tell you, dimes to donuts. Like, they're going to say, no, I'm more of a football girl. But yeah, that's definitely more the case and even just nationwide i say football is a more popular sport with them so that's that that's really should be a point of emphasis like if damn near half of your fans are women then it should be kind of a point and initiative and a focus for you to have women involved in the sport and that same thing goes with you know minorities women and men um, you know, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, um, non-white, any non-white uh, demographic, uh, especially for black men when, you know, 70 plus percent of your players are black. So they still, again, have a lot of work to do, uh, but that's just a, a major, major moment. Um, and I hope like it can really spark uh, some energy, spark, spark some thoughts, some dreams, and and aspirations for young girls. It's also super cool because football doesn't have a a female equivalent in their sport like that. And I, and I say like that because Jennifer King was a seven time All American QB and receiver for Car- for Carolina Phoenix um, mm-hmm. of the women's uh, of a women's league from twenty. 20- uh, from 2016 to two, 2007, from 2006 to 2017. So she was a player. They do have leagues uh, out there. Oh, yeah, I'm for not sure. Just... Callie, Callie, Callie Brownson actually is a former teammate of mutual friend of ours, uh, Raina. Oh, the, okay. Oh. the DC Divas. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Raina was like, she was like their best DB. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's my favorite position. So shout outs to her. That's, but yeah, no, nah, they were legit. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Raina. But but that's why their their representation is so cool because like baseball has this issue too with not having a lot of women around. It's like at least there is softball, and so there is a kind of a a natural correlation in feeder. Ah, right. Football, right. It, it doesn't have that as much. So it's cool to see them. It's cool to see them do that. This is a PSA side note. We were talking about talking to talking to uh, women about sports. Uh, if you meet a woman and y'all want to talk about sports, cool. Please do not start trying to fucking drill them on like, oh, so, okay. So what was David Little's corner shoot percentage? Because you're making it hard for everybody else. Like, that's, you you want people to it's watch. It's linebacker in the game. Yeah. Man, if, you don't get, if you don't get your goofy ass out yeah, of here, nigga. You lame as fuck, bro. Like, fuck. don't do that, man. All like, right, John Madden. Like, you, like, hey, shut hey, up. you turn people off from wanting to watch sports. Suddenly, now, all of a sudden, you got to be an expert just to be a fan of something like man don't don't do that i've I've talked to way too and a lot of sports media women like women that 
are very, very well versed and pro and a high likelihood that they know more. They know more than you. Seventy yeah. percent, but yeah, then they walking into. But I've had way too many conversations with them where it's like, ah, and he definitely hit me with the, you know, it, it immediately they turn into a competition. Yeah, yeah, like what are you doing? Don't be late. Last five draft picks for the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, buddy, you want Dallas back? Buddy. Yeah, <laughs> basketball reference. Yeah, like yeah, ain't nobody here for that, man. Everybody here just to have a good time. If they if they fans, let them be fans and 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 have mm -hmm. a the same cordial conversation you would with that with that with the dude, random yeah. person that you that we used to watch the game with at the bar, who you knew they did not know that much, but yeah. cool, or they knew a lot. Cool, we're just we're just we're just watching the game. Yeah. Man. Said it's, 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 it's all the same. Don't out it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't immediately start quizzing they ass. Fuck out of here, Alex Trebek. <laughs> oh, oh, shout out, man! Shout out, Alex Trebek. I hope he's. I hope I've he's been watching Jeopardy on Netflix, so. Yeah, I, I need to get into that. Like, I, I definitely need to get into. Oh, random sing on. That's another game show on Netflix with your boy Titus. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fun I, hell, I could watch just for him. I was like, yeah, uh, I, "Sing on" doesn't sound like my bag, but for him, not my bag my either. Turn. But they have this. It's it's an algorithm about who hits the note the closest, so it's not really voting each other off. Mm. Like, it's a little bit, a little bit mm. of a different sort of flavor. So I'm like, okay, I would I would definitely do that. It's, mm. it's just a that's a very cool game just to have all in the background if you're doing something else. <laughs> Why'd you guys go get busy off of that? I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, Karen, if, if folks want to get up with you, uh, where is the best way and what is the best way to, to reach you on social media? The DMs. Okay. The DMs. That's the best way. Come on, you know this. But nah, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> it's, uh, Instagram. Uh, Lord underscore underscore Carrington. Um, Twitter. Lord underscore of the underscore fly you know what i'm saying go ahead light it up rate review subscribe double tap that ass you know what i mean we out here uh okay zombie land uh and uh i will <laughs> <laughs> you can catch me instagram and twitter at hu cosell h-u-c-o-s-e-l-l or am I written work at hucosell.com? I got some stuff coming up that I, I'm, I'm interested to, to share with y'all. So hopefully that'll be up sooner than later. We got some stuff we're trying to do um, to, to give, you, give you guys not only the, the cool podcast stuff, but a little bit of the extras because we're, we're a diverse, uh, amorphous group. So we can, you know, we could do different stuff. <laughs> I learned yeah, from you, all right? <laughs> Right, right. We're we're the type of group that says amorphous. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying? You know what it is. <laughs> Look it up. You know it Look was. it up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but for Yo, Brandon shout Brandon. out. Oh yeah. Before, before we out, shout out to the Braves. First playoff series win in 19 long, arduous, tough years. But we back, baby. We here. We're gonna keep pushing for the city. World Series summer. World Series on deck. City. World Series on deck. I'm not gonna jinx shit. I'm not gonna jinx a thing, man, but man, can you jinx we got, Atlanta? We got hopes. Can you jinx Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Like God jinx Atlanta. <laughs> God did that. No, 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 no one else did that. You done? No, probably not. Good? Oh, I know you were talking all the shit you were talking about the Hornets. Uh, you get. Oh, hey man, it's been real. real. Thanks for tuning in. Brendan is clearly starting to lose his marbles. He's a little. He's going off the water bottle. Y'all be real.
Love ya. Brenda Whitaker, Gary the Howard. We out. Peace.